The humidity is so thick you can cut it with a knife. But being with my family here in North Carolina is worth it all, especially as we enjoy homemade local donuts and biscuits, and then there are the ghosts of Carl Sandburg. Yes, I said ghosts. And the local woman my wife and I were talking with said they were all over the late author's home. It's a national historic site near where we're staying with our family. I asked her if she'd seen any of the ghosts. She said yes. So Janet asked, are they related? And the woman seemed a bit uncertain, but guess they were. Janet and I were shocked. And then it dawned on us. She wasn't saying ghosts. She was saying goats. Her southern accent and my hardness of hearing years were not a good combo. But Christians can know that our Father hears us. As Peter says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, here in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And our third day in a series called Christians You Should Know. I'm curious if you've ever been to a Christian camp. Well, this is the time of year for them, right? And often, at the end of the camp is testimony night, an evening to share how Jesus has been working in the hearts of those attending that week's camp. Well, this week on Haven Today, it's a bit like testimony night every day. We're hearing from people whose lives were changed by Christ Jesus. And today, I want you to hear the testimony, the personal story of Megan Shannon. Her story includes two lives changed, her own spiritual life when she met Jesus, and because that happened, she saved the life of her unborn child, who she was very close to aborting. I found out I was pregnant. You know, I was with with a guy. I was unmarried. Um, the relationship wasn't even stable, and that was the day that I literally like saw my life like flash before my eyes. Megan Shannon will be back with us in a moment to share how Jesus changed her life and saved her daughter's life. After the program, I want to send you another testimony of sorts. It's the new film called The Most Reluctant Convert, the untold story of C.S. Lewis on DVD. It really is the first time you can visually see how Lewis went from being an atheist to a follower of Jesus. It's very well done. And as you watch, I know your faith will grow and be encouraged, but I also know it would be a great movie to share with someone who's struggling with their faith. Here's the number you can call after the program to make your gift, but to also ask for the DVD. 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the movie trailer on our website. Then make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's get this show on the road as we open with Matthew West. I'm looking at a masterpiece. I'm staring at a work of art. I'm listening to a symphony in every beat of your tiny heart. You used to be a choice to make, but now I think you've chosen me. Cause I see ten fingers, ten toes, two eyes And I know this is meant to be Oh, I don't believe in accidents Miracles, they don't 
just happen by chance As long as my God holds the world in His hands I know that there's no such thing as unplanned to Haven Today and a program called Christians You Should Know. I'm Charles Morris, coming to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. And that was Matthew West with Unplanned. But now what I want us to do is to go not too many miles away from where I am right now to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and to an interview we did in 2010 at our Moody radio station, WMDW. Megan Shannon joined us then for the very first time. So, Megan, welcome to Haven Today. Thanks, Charles. It's a pleasure to be here. I wanted to talk to you because uh, while you're still in your 20s, the Lord has allowed you to go through a lot the last few years, hasn't he? Yes. Mm. And it's not the easiest thing we're going to be talking about, but uh, thank you for your willingness. Now, let's just go back and... uh, you were actually raised going to church in the state of Tennessee, weren't you? Yes, I was. And uh, did you do all the things that kids growing up in a Baptist church are supposed to do? Do you go to vacation Bible school and go to Sunday school and, uh, you know, do everything that good kids were supposed to do? I, I did. I did. I did that every every chance that I had. Mm. And tell us what happened, though. You became a teenager and, uh, you know, people start dating. And uh, just tell us about your story. 
Okay. Um, well, throughout high school and college, I was living, well, especially in college when I, I got away from the house, away from my parents, um, I started living a pretty liberal lifestyle. Uh, I was having, you know, having a good time was my priority in high school and in college. Mm. Let me uh, just ask you, sure. uh, Megan, did you just want to get out of the house when you graduated from high school? I mean, that's not unusual, but uh, you were living a pretty wild lifestyle then, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything crazy or out of control, but it was very clear that I was living for the world and um, my life was not Christ-centered as it should have been. Mm. Do you think you even knew Christ then, even though you were raised going to church and, and probably walked an aisle at one or two times exactly. in your earlier life? You're right. Um, no, I want to answer that honestly, and I'm going to say no, because I think, mm. I think then it was just, uh, it was lip service and I don't it was nothing that I put into action um, at all. Hmm. So you went off to college, got away mm-hmm. from home, right? Had a boyfriend. What happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? <laughs> oh well, um, during the summer before my junior year, my life turned upside down to say the least. I <laughs> hmm. uh, found out I was pregnant, hmm. um, and, and yeah, and I started dating. I, you know, I was with with a guy. I was unmarried. Um, the relationship wasn't even stable, and that was the day that I literally like saw my life like flash before my eyes. That day, I remember um, very clearly mm. all these questions flying through my brain, like, you know, what am I going to do? And these self centered questions. <laughs> well, I I I want to be very sensitive, Megan, to you sharing yeah. your story. But uh, mm-hmm. did you think about aborting the child? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, you know, living in this society-driven and this culturally distorted like mindset that I had of um, selfishness, and uh, yeah, absolutely, I-, I thought about it. It was it was probably one of the first things that came to mind. Mm. Um, what about what about your boyfriends? How did he uh, react? <laughs> he reacted the same way I did because he came from a Christian home, and he didn't he didn't want to disappoint his parents. He was he feared his parents and not the Lord. Um, and, and so our conversation, the day that, that he found out, uh, was, was really hard for me and for him because we both didn't want to realize this and certainly didn't want to tell our parents about it. Mm. So we, we, we talked about it for a couple of weeks before we even, you know, made any decisions, um, about the pregnancy. But, but I can tell you those, those two weeks Mm. of just, of just not knowing and, and just, it was just all this guilt and shame and this horrible feeling. Just I remember just feeling my heart, you know, because abortion is such a such a real um, choice these days. You know, mm-hmm. it's so yes, and, it's so and available. the society, the world we live in, demands that you have freedom of choice to do what you want to do, and and maybe not what the Lord wants you to do. But during Absolutely. during this two weeks, uh, did you pray? Did you think about I did the pray. Lord? I absolutely did. And, you know, and it's when I think about it now, I'm like, well, you know, what was there to pray about? You know, we all know how mm-hmm. God feels about the subject and it's not even a subject at hand. It's like you don't do it. You know, what's there to pray about? But, but absolutely, I prayed about it. Um, and I think that it. I just kept feeling, you know, every day I would, I would feel more convicted um, about my selfishness. But still, yeah, even though I prayed about it, I was still, you know, it's hard. Um, it's hard turning that page and and you still think you still think things and Hmm. uh and definitely 
definitely prayed about it. And I, and I actually didn't speak to him for a couple of weeks. So the two weeks that were in between, I, I didn't want to be influenced by what he might by want you else. to do. Exactly. Exactly. So, what, what, what about anybody else in your life? Uh, you know, did you did you turn? Uh, you kind of knew the answers. You you were yeah. raised in the church. You were raised right. with the scriptures. But uh, did anyone else uh, offer you some advice? Maybe even some spiritual advice in those two weeks? Um, at the time, I did have a roommate who was. Uh, she was. She was pretty much the same, the same as I was. You know, we we were never bad, bad you know, bad people, mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. just had selfish motives. Uh, and she actually, she did go to church, and, and her parents were um, were very, I guess, kind of kind of radical when it came to the truth. That mine weren't so much, uh, weren't as radical. You didn't get the truth as much as you needed to get it, to be convicted. Mm-hmm. That you needed to be convicted, and and well, she she portrayed that, and she, um, you know, she's like. She was the only person at that point that knew other than him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you really need to think about things before you make any decision. And, you know, you're 21 years old. Right. You're you're an adult. You know, you just you need to really rationally think about this. And and that's probably why it took so while to just, you know, a long time to decide. And, and by the way, I should uh, tell our listeners that uh, the outcome uh, is that Jayla Mary is now three years old. She's just uh, the joy of your life, isn't she? She is. She absolutely is. And, and you know, talking about that, and I, the day that I that I decided that you know that this was this was not my decision. Um, it was about three weeks into into all this. Um, you know, I did I did decide that this was God's work, and and it wasn't my decision anymore. And and through talking with her, and just praying about it, um, my decision was to sin. You know, through the premarital infidelity, and that was to the extent of my control. Mm, mm. Um, you know. And I knew that I was going to be a mother, and <laughs> if I'm going to be a mother, I'm going to be the best mother. So that's when my life absolutely dramatically changed. Well, so. so, so yeah. So let let's get to that. And by the way, if somebody sure. just joined us, uh, you are hearing Megan Shannon coming to us from WMBW Moody Radio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Megan is doing something very bold today. Uh, she's talking about her life story and. Uh, so, Megan, thank you for sharing with us. You decided to go ahead and give birth, not have an mm-hmm. abortion. You weren't married. Uh, but the Lord was working on you. And and uh, at, at some point in your experience, after you knew you were pregnant and decided not to have an abortion, you knew for sure that Jesus Christ was your Lord and Savior. Am, am I right? You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um it was just the feeling, you know, the first, the first, uh, the first instance that that I realized that this that I was being blessed with this life was, I th- I couldn't help but think about uh, about God and His sacrifice that He gave for for us as as His children for His Son, His only Son. Um, that that definitely definitely put in my heart that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior. That the how I don't, it was just an overwhelming feeling to know this mm. to realize mm. this to relate to be able, i guess to be able to relate and to think i'm a mother i'm blessed i'm a child you know i have a child it's just it was just so unreal wow and you've got a support system now don't you around you you're still a single mom uh, right, right. but you've got family that helps you i know your mom uh, mm-hmm. but uh, do you have a church family too i do have a church family they're extremely supportive mm. 
Mm. Very supportive. That's really great. I guess I, I hate to say this, but not every church does an adequate job in reaching out to single moms. But uh, the Lord has taken you through a lot, but he's also given you a lot. He's given you a, a beautiful little girl, and he's given you Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. uh, he's given you a lot of friends that are there for you. And uh, it's it's still not easy, though, is it? No. No, absolutely not. And, you know, it's been tough. Uh, just the conversion is not easy. And, and I want to let people also to let people know that just because you do finally your heart does get awakened and you do give that over to Christ and you do um, you do realize, you know, your need for forgiveness and redemption. That that doesn't mean that once you are forgiven, that the world's going to be easier on you or, you know, you're being sunshine and and rainbows. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I know it seems that tougher. way when you're a teenager and you're you're, you you're do, having yeah. a great life and partying once in a while. And even though you said you weren't over the top on that, but but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess Megan, let me ask you any advice. Now I don't know that we have a lot of teenage girls listening to this program today, but I know we've got a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about some advice for teenagers? guys or gals, what would you tell them now as you're in your early 20s looking back? My advice would be to uh, to, to exhibit more self-control. Um, don't conform to, you know, peer pressure and, and try to have a stand up for what you know is right. And as much as you can, be deeply rooted in the Word and read the Word. Get to know the Word. That that has been my foundation. Just, just actually reading it and actually knowing what I'm about has been has been such an eye opener for me, um, and being able to to use that gift and to serve and stuff. And I know that just surround yourself with with people who are um, who are truthful, who are honest, who uh, who really look out for your well being and and be aware. Just you know, and analyze situations before you get into them, and mm. and just know, let Christ mold your heart, basically. I'm so um, proud of you to hear you say that. You know, uh, this world we live in, um, if someone else were in your shoes and they didn't know Christ, their advice mm-hmm. would be practice birth control. But you're yeah. saying get in the Word and uh, let the Lord speak to you through the Word, Absolutely. first and foremost. And uh, I think that's pretty good advice. Uh, Megan, we talked about how it's a little hard some days, and uh, it's really hard because the father of your daughter is now getting ready to marry someone else, and I know that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? It does, and it it, it really it did it it did it first um, when I knew that they were in a relationship because they actually started their relationship while I was still pregnant, mm. which was that was really tough because I was already mm-hmm. very vulnerable and uh, insecure about a lot of things. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for the peace that, that Christ has given me to, to be able to deal with that and to deal with those insecurities that I had and to know that I've, I've really developed a relationship with him and his fiance and uh, and it's been a blessing. I mean, it, it really has. And I know it's it's hard and uh, at first and it, it was it took a lot. It took a long time for me. I mean, it's been three years and and I, I can finally say that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with my daughter being around, being around her, and my daughter loves her so much, and uh, hmm. and she's excited, you know, to see her and to see yes. her father. And, and it, I mean, it, it just it overwhelms me that she's so happy there, and and it's really a good feeling. And and I, hmm. I don't think I could have been that way. I don't think I could have had that mentality have I not turned it all over to Christ and for Him. And you know, I've you know our situation. I, I'd say he's given you a lot of maturity. 
a lot more maturity than some people a lot older than you are. But, Megan, can I pray for you and uh, Jayla right now? Yes. Lord in heaven, uh, it took a lot for Megan to be able to publicly share her story of what she's gone through. But yet as a result of going through this, of having a child out of wedlock, uh, wonderful, wonderful things have happened in her life. She met Jesus as Lord and Savior. She saved a life, and she gets to live with her daughter, Jayla, every day and raise her in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, there are some teenagers listening right now to this program, I know, who are going through the same predicament, the same issues. They know what they've done is wrong, and they don't know what to do. Lord, like Megan, could they just turn to Jesus look to the cross, and look to the Lord God Almighty as the author and finisher of their faith. So bless Megan, bless her daughter, and Lord, you're going to take care of them. And um, thank you so much for letting us just talk to you in prayer. And thank you for answering our prayers and being there for us, even when we don't even remember you're there. I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You take what is you believe it. There's power in the redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lauren Daigle, here on Haven Today, at a program that's one of our Christians You Should Know series that we're running this week. And I'm so thankful that we could share together the testimony of Megan Shannon once again. In 2010, when she first shared her story with us, it was a very hard story for her to tell. But she did it so well. And I hope it's just as meaningful to you as it is to me. And I know it's very timely today, considering all this happening around us.
And speaking of timely testimonies, I want to share with you the new film called The Most Reluctant Convert, The Untold Story of C.S. Lewis. We have it on DVD. He passed away on the very same day in 1963 that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. But Lewis's story of coming to Christ is still as relevant now as it ever was. How did a hard-nosed atheist, an intellectual and academic at that, come to know Jesus Christ as his Lord? Well, as you watch this film, you're going to be amazed at how God did it. And I know your faith will be strengthened and lifted up as you think about others in this world, maybe even family members who seem so hardened against the Lord now. Keep praying and keep sharing the good news. In fact, you might even want to share this film with them. So for your gift to the ministry, we'll send you The Most Reluctant Convert, The Untold Story of C.S. Lewis. Our number to call for the DVD and to make your gift is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And of course, by all means, take a little time and watch the movie trailer there on our website. You can make your gift there and ask for the DVD at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. One last thing before we have to go. How would you like to walk where Jesus walked? Well, you can see thousands of years of biblical history firsthand that'll change the way you read your Bible for the rest of your life. Why don't you come with me at the end of November on the Haven trip to the Holy Land? Read all about it by going to our website, haventoday.org. I guarantee you, if you come with me, it'll be the trip of a lifetime. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When again, we get to share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The news cycle can be so depressing. It doesn't matter what news station or source you watch. It's depressing. Fear and sadness get ratings. So that's what we see when we tune in. A depressing cycle of death, suffering, and outrage. Even the feel-good stories don't last long. It can leave you in the dumps, depressed, looking for hope. Isaiah 40 breaks the darkness. For 39 chapters, he spoke of coming judgment, fear, depression. But in Isaiah 41, the Lord speaks hope, comfort. Comfort, my people, says your God. In the midst of depression and outrage, the Lord's comfort breaks through. And his comfort is found in Christ. And in Christ, he speaks tenderly to us. Read God's word daily. Visit GetAnchor.com.